Hi, this is Glory with Successful Marketing Group. I need your help. This is the fifth annual Homeless Youth Winter Wear Drive. And because of COVID, we have to do things differently. We won't be taking clothing donations, which made up over half of all the items we delivered last year. So now we need more financial donations. And I've got a couple of fun ways you can help with that. Right now, I'm looking for any business that would like to donate just $1,000. Rudy Luther Toyota has already stepped forward for the second year in a row. Cheryl and Jim are still going to be a big part of this, and so is our friend Jana Shortle. We need your help. Each night, there are 6,000 homeless youth in Minnesota. COVID has increased that number and drastically decreased the number of shelter options. If you want to be a sponsor, please email me at glory at successfulmarketinggroup.com. Donations go through our 501c3 partner, United Way Arise Project. Thank you so much. We're not going to do this on a lot of shows across the network, but I think it fits on this one. I do want to do something of a Thanksgiving theme show with Cheryl Reeve here on the Cheryl Reeve show. Uh, there are a lot, when I think of being thankful, uh, I, there are a lot of athletes, a lot of strong women who I'm very thankful for, Cheryl being one of them. I also want to ask Cheryl what she's thankful for these times. I'm gonna, and I'll start it off here. Uh, I'm very thankful that my wife, who is a, a principal at an elementary school in a region of the state that is really getting ravaged by the virus has not gotten it yet. I'm kind of shocked, but pleasantly surprised she hasn't. So I'm, I'm, you know, and as far as I know, the people across this network have been able to stay healthy. Uh, that's a good place for me to start with my thankfulness. I'll start, I'll ask Cheryl what she's thinking about these days. Do you want to reintroduce the show? This is the Cheryl Reeves show, part of the Talk North dot com podcast network you can follow us on Twitter at Talk North pod to see the shows as they're released. If you'd like to advertise with this show, or the network, which continues to grow, you can reach Karen Cleary, K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. Best way to listen, subscribe to the, this show or the network at your favorite podcast app. And I'll also say I'm very thankful for our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. He, he was the first person I started working with when I started this up however long ago, and he's still with us. Uh, very thankful for the work he does, his flexibility, his ability to, to keep this network running, even as we grow it and keep adding outdoor shows and hockey shows and everything else. Uh, so Cheryl, I'll, I'll leave it to you. What, what are you thinking right now? As we, we're talking here on Tuesday, late morning, two days before Thanksgiving. Well, I tell you, my list is really long. Of things That's okay. That, that, that I need to be thankful for, that I am thankful for. Uh, but I think front and center, you know, I, I, I echo uh, your, your thoughts on your wife, Stacy. that, um, you know, really, really thankful. Number one for uh, the the teachers that are they're trying to uh, keep it moving uh, for not only young kids like mine, you know, the kindergartners, uh, you know, but all the way through high school, which I think would imagine are the biggest challenges. Uh, so thankful for the sacrifices, uh, not only uh, the front line, you know, the workers in the hospital, uh, but I, I think teachers are are right up there for me. Uh, really, really thankful that that not only my immediate family, uh, my wife and, and Oliver, uh, but also my mom, you know, who's 81 in New Jersey, and uh, my my brothers uh, have been able to uh, remain healthy uh, because, as you said, it's um, you, you look at the look at the numbers, you know, one in, you know, I, I have a friend in Colorado uh, in Boulder. I think that's one in 49 people have. Uh, have COVID. And, and mm. uh, so I don't know exactly what our numbers are here, but 
but very, very, very thankful. Um, and, you know, just uh, a reminders because you get a scare here and there because uh, <laughs> the common cold you know, is no longer a common cold. You know, you, you worry, uh, you know, that it's something more. So um, just really thankful uh, for overall good health uh, for, um, you know, my, my closest inner circle. Um, but I, I too am thankful for Brandon and, and, and for you, Jim, you know, I think about your, you know, your vision for us getting together to do a podcast and I, we're, we're more than a hundred and 120 shows. I think it is into this thing. And, wow. uh, so I appreciate your vision and, and how much I've really enjoyed being a part of this. And I think people um, have enjoyed you and the way you've evolved your uh, Talk North podcast network. Uh, I'm I'm grateful to pull, for you and for Brandon to to be a part of this and the, the ways in which you amplify the things that are really important uh, to me personally, as well as I think those that 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 are listening and subscribing. Well, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is getting back, you know, where our our country is healthy, our economy is healthy, and we can start doing live shows again because I really, you know, of all the shows we've done live across the network, my favorites have been your show, uh, meeting really great people and, you know, good-hearted people. Uh, it, I really miss that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not really the most social person. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, in some ways, in some ways, quarantining, you know, doesn't affect me as much as it affects a lot of other people. I don't mind sitting home with my dogs and listening to music, you know, but but I do miss being out in that venue, you know, sitting next to you, having some great guests and getting to meet, you know, so many of your fans. I really miss that a lot. And I'll, I'll segue into something else I'm very thankful for, and that is uh, strong activist athletes and, and people in sports in general. You know, I was thinking about it the other day and I read a lot about what's going on in the country, you know, how we handle our finances as a country, who gets breaks, who doesn't. And, you know, rich athletes get ripped on quite frequently because they make a lot of money. But, you know, you think about, you know, Amazon and some of the biggest corporations in our country, they get out of paying taxes. They get tax breaks. They get, you know, they get rewarded for doing business in a certain state. Then you think about people like LeBron James. Hey, man makes a lot of money. And I hope we get to a point where female athletes, you know, are much closer to being on par with that. But go back to LeBron though. He makes a lot of money. He also pays about a 50% tax rate and he still takes money out of his own pocket to do incredible initiatives, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's benefiting, you know, homeless people or hungry people or, or, you know, underprivileged youths. I mean, it is amazing how many athletes do good works and they are not getting the tax break that corporations do. They're just taking it right out of their own pockets. That's exactly right. And, and I, like you said, I don't think enough is, is said about uh, those that, that do that. I know LeBron has done great work in starting a school and, you know, just the way that he gives back and uses his voice um, and, and really, you know, uh, he, he's about action, which is what I really appreciate. He's not just somebody, uh, you know, just tweeting things that there's not any substance behind them. Um, you know, he, he's like you said, he's an activist. And, and uh, uh, when, when he sees something, he's very aware, very alert uh, to many, many things that are going on. Uh, so I have a great appreciation. And it's not just LeBron. I mean, like you said, there are uh, just so many athletes. And, and, and we talk about someone like Colin Kaepernick, who basically gave up a career, uh, you know, to, you know, to, to, to better uh, our society. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a flawed system as we know it's built on greed. Um, and, and, uh, but we're going to, we're going to stay on what we're thankful for and <laughs> not delve into. <laughs> we'll get back uh, into that you know, next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can get back into that next week, but uh, you know, and I, I'm really, it leads me to, 
um, you know, in, in the on the sports landscape um, to owners like ours, uh, like a Glenn Taylor, uh, who is so supportive of women, uh, women in sports. And I, I think he's evolved through the years. I, I know that, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't always this way, uh, but his commitment to the WNBA um, his, his, not only his, you know, but someone like Ted Leonsis in Washington, Joe Tsai, uh, new ownership in New York. Uh, these are, these are people that are going to pave the way for exactly what you just said. There's going to come a time where women are going to get their due. And, uh, you know, we, we can feel that wave. It, it, you know, I, I'm sure that it, you, if you were around, uh, in the eighties for the NBA and, and you saw where it was then Bill Lambeer talks a lot about this. He feels like, 10 years ago, the WNBA was where uh, the NBA was in the 80s, uh, not just in terms of style of play, but also uh, the, the ways in which we economically uh, manage things. Uh, they, were, they were not chartering in the 80s. They were commercial flying. They mm-hmm. had just one assistant coach. And, uh, but you could feel uh, sort of the, the sea of change and um, you know, diversity and inclusion in, you know, is, is, uh, it encompasses so much. It's, it's not um, you know, just kind of, uh, one sector, there's just so many ways. And I think about, uh, the MBA and its efforts in diversity and inclusion and some of their hiring practices and the report cards that they get, uh, but also with regard to women. And I think, uh, it's going to be owners, owners like, uh, Glenn Taylor, Ted Leonsis, Joe Sai, uh, that can help, I think, catapult, um, the, the idea of diversity and inclusion for women's sports and, and where the, where the WNBA can go. And so without their leadership, and their commitment financially, um, you know, I, I think that uh, you know that's something we should all be thankful for. There are only twelve WNBA teams, and Glenn Taylor has been so so committed, and it has been so meaningful, I believe, to the, the state of Minnesota uh, for girls and boys, uh, you know, to to empower women uh, the way that Glenn Taylor has in, in his ownership of the Minnesota Lynx. More thoughts on the WNBA coming up. We do want to highlight uh, some other good works. Glory Ramsey from SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com has been sponsoring the program for a long time, and we're closing in on one of her, her great annual uh, ventures. It is the Homeless Youth Winter Wear Drive. It will be virtual, of course, Tuesday, December 8th at 7 p.m. Uh, Janice Shortle and Cheryl will, will be hosting. They will bring on other surprise guests. So you, have, you as you probably, you can probably guess that she's going to have some great people on here. This is the third year producing a live show for the fundraiser. Uh, I really had a, a great time when I was part, part of this a couple of years ago. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more information coming out on our social media. This is a good reason to follow us at, at Talk North Pod on Twitter. This is one of the many places we will try to let you know what's going on, uh, let you know how you can get tickets, how you can participate, how you can contribute winter uh, clothing to people who really need it. So, again, uh, thanks to Glory Ramsey, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. Of course, you, if you need marketing help, that is the place to go. Uh, but right now we're emphasizing the Homeless Youth Winter Wear Drive. It's a great event and uh, just a great thing to be a part of. Thank you, Glory, for doing all of that. So, you know, so LeBron has a lot of money. He spends a lot of money. He spends a lot of his time uh, doing good work. And then you have the WNBA players who, you know, maybe this year more than ever, we just saw how strong, how how resolved they are to do what's right, to fight for social justice, regardless of what's going on. They don't make the big bucks. Uh, they have the onus upon them to promote women's basketball, women's sports as they are playing those sports. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot to heap on people and uh, the WNBA players seem to handle it incredibly well. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I think 
what what took it to another level, I believe. I think the players have always uh, uh, been aware and have wanted uh, to use their voices. Uh, but I think that the the big step was the empowerment from uh, the the highest office in the commissioner um, and and being able to collaborate with the players association and dedicate the entire season to social justice reform. Um, and and I think that empowerment, you know, is, is what I think brought it to. Uh, the great level that we saw this summer. Um, and so I give Kathy Engelbert a lot of credit. You know, we've had past uh, presidents who maybe quietly might support it, but, you know, there's the tiptoeing, you know, as you mentioned, uh, women's sports, oftentimes, you know, the, the marginalization uh, of women in general, but then women in sport is a whole nother level. Uh, you know, the idea that, um, you know, you have to be careful uh, what you say, what you do, how you look, uh, for fear of maybe alienating sponsors. Uh, that's been our life for a very, very long time. Um, don't do this, don't do that, don't say that. Uh, and so now I think we're, we're in a time that, you know, I, I know that uh, Carly Knox, the, the, the vice president of business operations for the Lynx, uh, you know, we, we talk about, these are things that we've been saying for years. Uh, I mean, where I've been in WNBA for, for 20 years and we have been, uh, rattling the the cage, so to speak, of uh, you know the, the inequities that exist uh, for women, uh, for women of color. We've seen it. We we see how we're treated, and it's been a long, long time. Uh, so these are things that that are now front and center. That um, there there is there is far more acknowledgement. There's far more recognition uh, for those that are in positions of power. Uh, and so I think that very wisely. Uh, Kathy Engelbert, uh, though I'm sure there there is a bit of caution, uh, or or maybe a leap of faith uh, that you know you're, you're cautiously optimistic about how these things are received. But uh, I've always said this, you know, the sacrifice doesn't come without, um, you know, it, it requires courage. Uh, it doesn't come without sacrifice, and and so I think that uh, you know the you know the ways in which that uh, she has has amplified the league is is going to is going to pay dividends i think not only for the investment by the players and how they feel about the league that they're playing for but i also think that you're going to see it's going to resonate with sponsors you know there this is this is this is the world now i think that uh, the corporate world you know that we we've talked about this on this show that women's sports gets in less less than 5% of the global marketing dollars uh, that is an untapped world and i think that diversity and inclusion is going to be a big part of the commitment and the growth i think economically for our league uh, and and i think that you're going to find that the 2020 season is going to be uh, probably a big reason that we were able to be front and center and, and move this forward I have a follow-up thought on that. I do want to thank sponsor Kara Quinn, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N. -N. You can find her at vibemn.com, Vibe Realty. Just Google Vibe Realty or Google Kara Quinn, and you'll see her name everywhere you find quality realtors. And, you know, this is another really good-hearted person. She's not only good at what she does, she's a, a tremendously good-hearted person. She fits in perfectly with what we're trying to do here at this show. So I'm going to read you a note that uh, Cara, Cara has up on her website. Uh, I know this Thanksgiving will be tough for many of us who won't be spending it with family and friends, but there are so many ways we can lift our spirits by helping others, especially, as though, especially those hit hardest. One such way is by supporting our local small business and restaurants and those who work for them. Read on to check out our curated guide to shopping local. Browse our newest neighborhood guide to Nokomis and its amazing shops and eateries and learn how you can contribute to our annual fund drive to end domestic violence. So that's what Cara's about. And you can find all that at vibemn.com. 
again, Google Buy Realty, Google Caraquin, you will find this. Uh, they also have a small business Saturday coming up where they pay homage to local businesses. And of course, they have listings of a lot of cool houses in, especially in Minneapolis neighborhoods that Cara knows so well. So thank you to Cara for all that. Uh, what, what does it mean? I know we touched on this, but it just feels like something I don't want to ever underplay. Now that uh, we have, are discovering that votes count and elections actually matter and you can't just say, I'm not going to leave the White House because I don't feel like it, uh, Kamala Harris is going to be vice president. Uh, what does it mean to you to see her in that role? Well, I mean, it's the magnitude is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, that there's, you know, um, I, I guess so many torches, I think that she'll walk into the White House with carrying, um, you know, not only for women uh, to hold, uh, this is the, the highest office that a woman's ever hold, uh, but that held, but also obviously uh, for women of color specifically, um, you know, when I think about black women, you know, in, in my life and, um, you know, what, what it felt like, what it felt like uh, to, for that victory. Uh, so, you know, it's powerful. Uh, it, it is going to change when I think about young girls and, and, and young you know, girls of color. Um, the, I, I cannot stress enough that the notion of that when you, when you can see it, you can be it and the ability to dream, um, you know, that you can be anything. And, and hopefully soon uh, we'll also know that a, that a woman or a woman of color could be uh, the president of the United States. Uh, so it is powerful. Uh, and incredibly exciting. And, and, you know, I didn't allow myself to celebrate, um, you know, or, or, or get excited at all, let's say that uh, in, in, the, in the hours, uh, and even in the days following the election, because you just hold your breath, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like the idea of, of women being elevated into these roles, and you don't know what lengths people will go to, <laughs> to, to try to avoid that. You know, we saw that uh, in, in Hillary, Hillary uh, Clinton's candidacy, despite, uh, you know, her winning the popular vote, which was really encouraging uh, for our country. Um, you know, these, these are just massive steps and we're never turning back. That's the thing. I think, look at the cabinet that Joe Biden is putting together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just incredible to see the diversity. And, and, uh, like I said, once, once we go here and we have the courage to go here and do these things, you don't go back. Uh, and, and that's what's really incredible for the, uh, the overall growth of our country, making the world a better place. And what really struck me throughout the campaign and continues to strike me, is, and it, it, she kind of reminds me of a WNBA player in that uh, there is a, a fierceness and an openness and an understanding that no – I guess an acknowledgement that no matter how many people out there might hate her for the color of her skin or her gender, uh, she never looks burdened by it. Even though every, you've got to be right, you've got to be, and, and she never looks burdened. I mean, there's a just a, a confidence and a uh, a fierceness about her. You know that you could see the way she walks, the way she interacts with people, the way she's not afraid to dance in public. She's not afraid to high step <laughs> in public. I mean, that is, it, it was, it was just fabulous to see. Yeah. You know, uh, be yourself. Uh, and I think that's what Kamala Harris did. I, I am sure that, you know, as, as, as you get behind the scenes and, and you're campaigning for, uh, you know, the, the presidential ticket, uh, you know, to be on the presidential ticket, I'm sure that there were many, many people that might have advised her on certain ways to act, to be more likable uh, for, for the general public. Um, you know, I remember uh, Michelle Obama, 
you know, sort of, you know, being, uh, telling the story about, um, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was David Axelrod. I don't remember who did this, but, um, had Michelle put the, the TV on mute while listen while, while watching her, you know, give a, uh, a talk somewhere. And the point was she looked too angry. She was too forceful. She was too, uh, whatever, and that she needed to change that uh, so that she could be more likable. Uh, and so he has women for years, we have been told, um, you know, that if you're, you're too aggressive, you know, you're, it, it just, uh, it's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. And, you know, that you have to be a certain likable, you have to look a certain way, um, you know, walk a certain way, those things that you said, you know, don't be overconfident. Um, and, and Kamala Harris was unapologetic and she was herself. And that's one of the greatest lessons um, is, is being yourself, I think, is the most important thing that, that a person can do. Uh, you know, again, it empowers uh, so many people that, that you yourself is perfect. That, that's, what, that's what you need to be um, and, and don't change for anybody. And, and that's what I think we saw. And I, I agree because I was worried uh, because, you know, the Kamala Harris that we've seen for years, um, she didn't change. And, uh, you know, I know that politics sometimes can chew you up and spit you out. Uh, and, and you feel like you might have to do certain things to, to get where you want to go. But I love seeing um, that, that she didn't and she was accepted for exactly who she is. And that, that's a wonderful thing for our country. I still see memes uh, insulting Michelle Obama, you know, and of course I don't follow. If, if I see that on a social media feed, I stop following that person, but it's still out there and we know where the hatred comes from. I think we also have to be encouraged that the people who are most in the crosshairs of the far right are also the most popular people in America. I mean, you look at any general survey, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, uh, the, these people, you know, uh, Oprah, you know, th these people are the most popular people in America. So they do have support. It's just the, the hatred on the other side is so intense, it can turn your head. Yeah, it became intense, hasn't it? Uh, you know, it's always been there, as we know, we, you know, the underbelly um, and, and, you know, Trump, uh, you know, kind of drudged all that up um, and, and gave, you know, gave safe places for, for people to, like you said, have that, that intensity, intensity. But, um, you know, I think that this election, you know, the, the turnout was, was incredible. Um, it's, it's sad to me. Uh, I think that the number of people that did vote uh, for, for a person who stands for so many wrong things. Uh, but I, again, I, I said this before that it's illuminating and let's not, you know, let, let's not act as if we've changed all that much as a country. Uh, we haven't, uh, these, there's many things, you know, racism and sexism that are, that are being taught in homes. Um, and, and, you know, far more than what we're willing to, uh, admit to. Um, and, and so I think the election showed us all that and, and, uh, you know, but as you said, I think there's so many great things that are happening as well and, and lots of things to celebrate. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I resist a little bit, but, but Glenn Taylor, uh, one of the things that he and I talked about, and we were talking some politics that, um, any step, you know, even baby steps, uh, should be celebrated, you know, it's progress. Um, that's hard for me because as a woman, um, and as a person who, you know, is a leader to uh, many women of color, being told that these things take time is one of the most painful things that you could say to us, um, you know, because centuries is a long time for racism. 
Uh, it's a long time for there to have been change. Uh, and obviously sexism, you know, uh, w- would be along the same lines. And so when you say it takes time, <laughs> it's maddening. Uh, but we are getting there and, and we are grateful uh, to the courage um, that someone like Kamala Harris possesses to be unapologetically black, uh, to be herself, um, you know, own all, you know, her culture uh, and, and unapologetic, unapologetic, un, unapologetically woman. Uh, so, you know, it just stands for so many great things. And, and we have Michelle Obama to thank uh, for so much, I think, of, of the courage of many black women today. Great stuff. Uh, we'll continue to talk about these things. We'll get back to some more basketball talk, roster construction, what the upcoming season might look like next week. Uh, I do want to say I'm thankful for everyone who listens to this show and the network. You know, this is this, this, this we started off very small and very slow, and it's been great people like Brandon and Cheryl who have helped us uh, get to this point. If you like the show, tell somebody, spread the word for us, and we'll be back next week to uh, continue saying thank you.